Growth Igniters Radio, episode 24. Pam and Scott's six must-read business books for the summer. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Pam. It's great to be here with you, as always. And if this is your first time listening, the purpose of Growth Igniters Radio is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to their next level of success. So, Pam, what's up for today? Well, now that we're well into summer, it's a great time to recharge and refresh our brains. Mine and, needs it, yeah. <laughs> and books are one of the best ways to do this. And of course, from time to time, we've recommended books, and we're always delighted uh, to have had a few of the authors as our guests on Growth Igniters Radio. Well, that's right. The books that we're going to be talking about today, likewise, will spark new insights, inspiration, and some immediately useful ideas. Okay. And a great way to gain even more perspectives on any issue is to read complementary books, either sequentially, or in your case, you seem to do it together. Well, I, I tend to read books two or three at a time. I put one down, read a chapter, pick another one up. One's in the bathroom, one's in the bedroom or whatever. And uh, it really gets the brain going because I go, oh, wait, you know, these pair together. And it's, it's a book pairing, like you said. Yeah, well, it's a book pairing, like wine pairing, you yeah. know, or, or beer a pairing. Cab Cabernet with chocolate. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do over the next half hour here. We're going to take pairs of books that are related to what we see as a common theme. Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about the books that way. So let's get to it. The first pair of books that we're recommending challenges us to think differently about why people make decisions and behave the way that they do, otherwise known as behavioral economics. Behavioral economics. And this is a branch of microeconomics. So we're really dealing with uh, individuals making decisions and they don't always seem to make sense, but there's always a reason. And, and we see this in real life all oh, the time. All the time. So I think you have one you're going to I talk do. about first. One I just finished, actually, and really enjoyed. Part of the Freakonomics uh, series is Think Like a Freak. It's by Stephen D. Levitt and uh, Stephen J. Dubner. And they wrote Freakonomics a few years ago. Uh, Super Freakonomics and now Think Like a Freak. And I like this one because... It's just a little bit more practical. Okay, well, wait a moment before we yeah. go too much into that. What is the basic premise of Freakonomics? Why do I care if I think like a freak? It's really challenging convention, challenging assumptions. So many times we think we know what an answer is, or we think we know why somebody does something, but you know, that may not be. Uh, so what's an example? An of example is, well, incentives. They talk a lot about incentives and being economists, they say, well, you know, if we, you know what, I want you to get uh, better grades, so I'm going to uh, pay you to get better grades. Mm -hmm. And so what happens? Well, you take really easy courses 
we'll get better grades and get more money Uh (laughs) so so let's take it into uh what What can i say and i think isn't freakonomics also their tagline isn't it about the hidden side of everything the hidden side of everything so and so what what think like a freak does is it tells stories like freakonomics Uh uh, does and then they they delve into the hidden side and so for instance one of the stories they tell in in uh, Think Like a Freak is about a David Lee Roth, who used to have uh, very complex contracts and writers for when they were doing uh, concerts. And one of the writers, one of the stipulations was, we need M&Ms in the dressing room, no brown ones. Mm-hmm. Well, people thought that was just stupid diva behavior. But uh-huh. years later, it came out that they did that because they had a very complex setup. It was dangerous some right. of the equipment and they wanted to make sure people were paying attention to the details so if they went and they saw brown m&ms in the dressing room they said ah these people aren't paying attention we better do a extra special safety check so they were using behavior uh-huh. to get into people's heads in ways that the people had no idea okay now that's really interesting and all of that I'm I'm a CEO. Yes. I want to know what this has to do, those brown M&Ms have to do with me leading my company to that next level of success that I want to get to. Okay, well, very frequently when we come in to uh, work with clients, they say, we have a challenge or we have something we want done, right? Uh-huh. We want people to do things. Right. So we're going to... We think we should have a reward system, uh-huh. or we, or we think that we know why people are are doing this dysfunctional stuff. You know, we're having fights between these two departments. Well, they need interpersonal skills training. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, not necessarily. You, one of the premises in Think Like a Freak is look beyond the surface. Look beyond the surface. Look you know, for we root say causes. that a lot. Absolutely, and you have to look beyond what you see. And Freakonomics is a great way, think like a freak, especially, is a great way to train your brain, I think they say, to think and look at things differently and look beyond the surface. That sounds good. Let's talk about the next one. This is mine. This is the pairing, yeah. This is a pairing, remember. And this one is Predictably Irrational by Dan Ariely. Mm -hmm. And I especially like this book because so much of... What we see out there doesn't seem to make sense. And what Dan Ariely says is that there's always a reason why people do things. And I think there's a nice pairing between these two books. Well, that's right. Because you have to look beyond the surface and you have to look, as as Ariely says, you have to look at the patterns. If people are doing things that don't make sense, Mm There's always a reason. I like to say that. Oh, absolutely. He says it a little differently, but it's that same message. You have to think, okay, there are certain things that you can predict mm-hmm. that would not make sense. Well, it doesn't make rational sense, but right. if you get down into it, well, it makes sense. Uh-huh. For instance, uh, you're, you're dealing with social norms. You talk about informal culture and companies all the time. Well, that's right. And in my own book, I talk about these kinds of things. And social norms Mm -hmm. often don't make sense. I remember going into one company and the most powerful person in the whole company was giving out the stapler. (laughs) Now, that does not make sense. And uh, yet it did. 
it did because this person had a lot of control over a number of other supplies too. And they were the most important things for people to get their work done in this particular company so this at that particular time. was exercising power by controlling what seemed like trivial resources. That's right. And so I think that when you read books like mm -hmm. Predictably Irrational and Think Like a Freak, mm -hmm. and you think about behavioral economics, mm -hmm. then you have a different framework to think about a lot of what any leader comes up against. Well, that's true. And what really is useful for me is when I look at books like this is to read the stories that they have in the book and then sit mm -hmm. back and, and superimpose that upon stuff that we have dealt with or are dealing with and say, okay, here's an issue that mm -hmm. is sort of weird. What's underneath it? What, what are the incentives? What are the hidden incentives for people doing things the way they do? Before you treat the symptom, yeah. look for the cause. Look for the cause. That's right. And look for a new way well, to right. encourage what you're looking for. That's right. And so these two books very much work on that. And I think that's a fabulous place for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking more about books that we recommend for the summer. And the next one's talking about how to deal with obstacles and disadvantages. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation and growth. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 24, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. Use hashtag growthigniters. This will help extend our reach to all of the people who can benefit from this series. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are talking about those must-read business books for the summer. And you'll be able to find resources and links to all of them on page. the episode page. Right. So we've talked about the first set of books. We're doing this in pairings, mm -hmm. like wine pairings. And uh, the first set of books was talking about behavioral economics and how to look at what people do and actions that they take differently. The second pairing that we have is talking about books that help us to look at obstacles and disadvantages in new ways. And I think you have the first one, Scott. I do. Uh, it's uh, by Malcolm Gladwell, who's written a lot of really good books. And this is one of his latest ones. It's called David and Goliath. And it's mm -hmm. not about, you know, the big versus the small so much, although he does start out with the biblical story of mm -hmm. David and Goliath. It's really about dealing with things that appear to be disadvantages. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to tell other stories, but the point of most of them is look for things that may be disadvantages that cause us to rise up, whether it's a, a girl's basketball team that are short and, and uh, unpracticed and they just worked like crazy and practiced much harder than their taller, 
better funded opponents or a person who is dyslexic and became a tremendous attorney and a fantastic court attorney because she she couldn't read so well, read very slowly, but so she really had to hone her verbal skills. These are these are great examples of people. Let, let's talk about it from a company standpoint. Okay. What makes it relevant? The the point is if you look at what some people may think to be a disadvantage, mm-hmm. whether it's we're really small, we don't have a lot of resources. Well, we've worked with really small under-resourced companies. And one of the things some of them do is they really push to say, how can we do the things the big guys do as well or even better without those huge resources? And it creates a lot of creativity mm-hmm. and people come up with ideas that a really well-funded company might never come up with because they don't have to dig as deep. Yeah, absolutely. Going along with this, the pairing, because mm-hmm. remember, we're looking at how we deal with obstacles and disadvantages. And maybe one of the ways that we do this, building on David and Goliath, mm-hmm. is Going to the next book, which is Yes And by Kelly Leonard and Tom Yorton. Yes And is uh, a common improvisational approach. So if you're familiar with improvisation, you have to listen to what the other person you're working with is saying. So what they talk about, the authors talk about in this book, is that we live in a world of no but. In other words, going back to that obstacle, the Mm -hmm. disadvantage, I want to do something and you say... No, but, you know, that's way too difficult or too time-consuming or too expensive. Now, you've shut me down. According to the book here, Uh you have now shut me down. And in truth, I do feel shut down right now. Oh, dear. (laughs) But if you say to me, say something. (laughs) Uh, Yes, and we can do that if we meet this certain deadline. Uh So how are we going to do that? That's right. So it opens it up. It opens up the conversation. And so their point is that they're actually tenants of improvisation. Okay. And and think about also, I didn't say this, very important, uh, the improvisation that they're talking about has come from the Second City, Uh, which is the famous Second City where we have people like John Belushi and Rosa Rosanna Dana. But also current (laughs) people. Uh, Many have come out of Second City, Tina Fey and so many others. It really hones very, very nimble things. Right. So some of the best and most flexible minds and creative minds, and they say that yes and is a form of creating creating and and collaborating and that these are all important things to be able to do when you're looking at dealing with obstacles and disadvantages. So you get past it, you're working together, Mm -hmm. you're in the moment, you're listening, you're listening to really understand. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of other things. This book I found to be really inspirational in many ways. It was a lot of stories and it was also very practical. I mean, there's a lot of practicality to it. So that's that immediately useful idea. If you take all of this together, what you have is a way of looking at, are we really at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. as much as we think we are? 
what are our advantages, if you think about David and Goliath, right. pairing that with, okay, so we have obstacles, we have disadvantages. Yes. How are we, yes and, how are we going to collaborate and create a new approach, something maybe we never thought of before to work together, improvise, and come up with that winning solution. So how are we going to do it? Right. Exactly. Very good. So with that, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we will talk more about our third pairing, which has to do with looking into the future. Stay with us. Is listening to Growth Igniter's radio providing you with new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas you can use to take your company to its next level of success? If so, imagine how much more you and your company could get from a highly customized in-person Growth Igniter's event as part of your next company offsite. Go to growthignitersradio.com, click Contact Us at the bottom of the page, and we'll get back to you to explore how we can best help you achieve your most important goals. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are talking about book pairings, must-read books for the summer. And you can find all these resources on the episode page under resources. Okay, so our final two books, our final book pairing, is about reframing how we think about the future and... There's some interesting things that are being brought out. The book that really resonated with me was talking about all the ways that technology has changed over the past few years. And this book has been talked about quite a bit. It's called The Second Machine Age by Eric Brynjolfsson and Andrew McAfee. If you think about all the ways that technology has accelerated, Mm -hmm and is continuing to accelerate. It means that we always have to be thinking about how that's going to impact us and the world of work. Mm -hmm. And they make the point that every one of us in every profession Mm -hmm. is impacted by this. And every company has to, as they put it, transform or die. (laughs) That's pretty pretty (laughs) dire. It, It really is. But you know, it's true. I mean, think okay. back of examples. What are what are some things that we've seen? Well, that we've seen? That we've seen. On a personal level, I can tell you that every company that I was ever a part of, mm-hmm. so in, in many ways it shaped my career, that technology upended. Well, that's true. Technology upended every company that I was ever part of. And also, of course, uh, there's so much more that technology offers now. And, and we've all of us had to look at the way we do work. I mean, we're on Growth Igniters Radio, a That's podcast. Right. Which didn't so, exist anymore. And one of the things that uh, Brynjolfsson and McAfee uh, discuss is the fear that people are going to be displaced by machines, mm-hmm. whether it's computers, it's robots, it's whatever, uh, you know, this second machine age is going, you know, is it going to be like, you know, the Terminator, you know, Skynet is going to come and displace us all. Mm -hmm. And they say no. No, in fact, they have 
proposals of sorts that they put out there. Mm -hmm. For instance, they talk about revamping education and also revamping work so that we're pairing, appropriately enough, the power of machines with human ingenuity, their words. And in fact, I lived through a very strong example of this back in my corporate days in research and development before I joined uh, your company. Uh, I ran... Uh, a research discovery lab, and employed a lot of uh, workers uh, counting bacteria and and doing tests uh, for testing uh, antiseptic mouth rinse. And uh, the technology became available to robotize a lot of this. Mm -hmm. And people were really concerned, oh, I'm going to lose my job. The robot is going to do all of this. And what we really found was that people were freed up from routine, you know, putting things from test tube A into test tube B, uh, our throughput increased massively. Our productivity increased massively. We didn't lose people, Mm -hmm. and they were doing things that were more interesting, more rewarding at a much higher level Mm -hmm. than if we didn't have the robots. And that was years ago. Uh, It just keeps going on and on and on. It does. So Brynjolfsson and McAfee actually conclude with a number of policy recommendations. Mm -hmm. This is not a light read. I will will share with you all. This is not a light read, but it's an important read. Yep. And getting through this and really thinking about all of the things that they're talking about uh, is so important because I believe they're speaking truth. Mm -hmm. This is the way of the world. And so the one thing that they say that I think leads to the final book recommendation is that the more that we can use that human ingenuity, which has to do a lot with how we think, Mm -hmm. then we have the perfect pairing for moving forward into the future. And that leads to our final book recommendation. final book, absolutely. This one is by uh, Daniel Pink, and it's uh, one of his most recent books, A Whole New Mind, Why Right-Brainers Will Rule the Future. And Dan Pink makes the case that, uh, again, like the second machine age makes, that the world is changing. The world has changed. And there are three forces that are really changing the whole world of work for people, for people and for companies. And that is automation, outsourcing, and the fact that there's so much abundance. And so people are concerned, how, how am I, what am I going to do? What job am I going to do? How am I, I can't compete. And whether you are a manufacturing laborer or you're an attorney, more and more and more stuff is going out to countries which have cheaper labor Mm -hmm. or to machines. So why do we have to think with our right right brain? So what what Pink makes the case of that, remember that Jim Blazingame in our last week's episode quoted, as technology grows, the more technology there is, the more high-tech there is, the more Mm high-touch we want. And Pink makes the case that people have to go to their right brain, the creative brain, the communicating brain, to become unique. Mm -hmm. Doing things that cheap labor somewhere else can't necessarily do, that machines can't necessarily do. And whether it is to be artistic, creative, uh, or to do what you and I do, which is go in and 
look below the surface, look for hidden patterns, getting back to the behavioral economics, that's very, very high touch, very specialized. I don't think in our lifetimes or our children's lifetimes there are going to be machines that can do that. And so it's it's high touch. Mm -hmm. It's it's high creativity. He talks about developing six senses for design, storytelling, and so on, uh, that people with the right brain are uniquely suited for doing. So what it sounds like is that we've almost come full circle in a way, because if you think about the pairing, this pairing that we have, we have to look at the fact, we have to accept that machines, mm-hmm. technology is com- is coming. It's going to continue to come. It's going to go in ways we can't even begin to imagine. An economic transformation. An economic yes. transformation. The more that we do what Pink is talking about, which is we engage with our right brain, mm-hmm. we can partner in new ways mm-hmm. with technology. We don't have to feel threatened by it. We can welcome it. Mm-hmm. Because we'll come up with new situations and new new opportunities for growth. And, and the, that's what it's all about. That's right. The and end. the technology and the outsourcing become extensions of our unique abilities. And it's a yes and. Exactly. Yeah. So on that note, we have gotten through all the six books. We hope you found this book pairing session to be helpful, spark new insights, inspiration and those immediately useful ideas thanks to you all for listening to growth igniters radio with pam harper and scott harper to check out resources related to today's conversation share on social media and find out about next episodes or open a conversation with us go to growthignitersradio.com select episode 24 and click on the appropriate links under resources until next time this is pam harper and scott harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to discuss with your team so what's on your reading list and how will it make you think differently Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.